you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. You know, it's leather when we ride, wood, grain, and raw hide. Doing what we do, watching scenes, watching screens getting high. Girl, you keep it so fly with your sweet honey buns. You was there when the money was gone. You'll be there when the money comes. Off top, I can't lie. I love to get load. You're my little sugar. I'm your little chew load. And every time we kick it, it's off to the groovy. Keep going? No, I, no, no, no. That's not going to help. Got me lifted, yeah. drifted, higher than the ceiling. And ooh, we oh my can God, see I, the ceiling. You I got me lifted, song. feeling so gifted. Sugar, how you get so fly. Sugar, sugar, how you get so fly. I remember that song, but I don't remember who sings the Baby Bash featuring uh who Jay Baby Bash yeah Baby Bash wow. so one hit wonder no, uh, he had a couple be. other songs but it was a fucking banger in oh three oh two those are the days <laughs> what's up cigar noise boys I have Wi Fi now first time ever yeah. Yeah, we will see. Actually, it has it's been pretty good so far. It's cut out <laughs> twice on my cell phone, but that's uh, haven't tested yet on this recording. What's up, Mo? Um, how are you, sir? Doing all right. Constipated, but that's life. Oh, are you really? Yeah, it's normal. Well, you been getting it, getting your <laughs> getting your shit pushed in too much over there in <laughs> California. California. <laughs> No, so I I actually found uh, the cure. So you have to make no, 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 like a oh. a cure like that it. everyone would be down with. Okay. So you you take some nice warm water, mm-hmm. like two quarts, half gallon. Mm-hmm. I forget how, like a soda liter, a liter, not right. two liters. Some. Sea salt, specifically sea salt, a little bit of lemon juice, and you have to chug it. It's like okay. the good old days. And that's it. But chug it or chug no, 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 just like in the morning you do that, and then an hour you have movement. Uh I there's actually a better accelerant. Which is want to try it. Nicotine. Pre-workout in Copenhagen. <sighs> I don't do pre-workout and I don't put a good dip in. Okay, but you could try. I mean, in emergency emergency situations, call for emergency measures. Yeah. So you you know you just got to keep some pre workout on hand, and then a little uh, little Copenhagen if the you know inspiration strikes. And dude, you are on the toilet. So Mo, do, do you know why I'm against pre workout? No. Why? I feel like there's ever a situation where I need to use my strength. I'm not gonna have the time to crack and op- open a cold one. It makes no sense. Like, if, uh, so one of the customers thinks the world's going to end, or not the world, California is going to get exploded next two months from now. Anyway, no, it's going to flood before that happens. But he knows and no one else knows. Um, so bet on Russia for leaking that to the guy at my cigar lounge. Where was I going with this? <laughs> well, I don't know. In case oh, so, yeah, so Red Dawn, we get attacked. I'm not going to have a supply of pre-workout if I'm taking it. Then I'm going to get weak. I need to just be strong off of 
beams and whatever yeah. I can find around the house. Um, pre-workout is more pre-workout is more of a mental thing. Number one and number two, it's not a fucking miracle drug. Right, but it's also like why. <laughs> Well, I don't listen to music. You take a lot more pre-workout to make you strong. I gotta psych myself with just my brain. Oh, you're in trouble. Over, overcome yeah. the odds. <laughs> uh, okay, but for the record, the best way to end constipation is liquid nitri- uh, nitrate. Like whippets? No, it's like a something you get at Walgreens. And you drink it the clear liquid, it tastes really like sour. Oh yeah, yeah. Sit for the half hour. I've done that, but I want to do something more natural, so I went the, the water route. Mm. Yeah, but that's, I feel like you though. do that at least like every once every six months is clean yourself out. Mm. I just go to White Castle for that. Mm. BW threes used to do it for me. Chipotle. What's that? BW threes. Oh yeah, that's that's a laxative. Well, that, that could be a good question. What's you your guys? favorite? What gives you the squirts? <laughs> yeah, what three restaurants? If you go there, you know you need a toilet nearby. That could have been a draft. That's not cigar related though. What's that? Because we used to, we haven't done it in a while. One of our segments was drafting, so we'd say draft a Connecticut, and mm-hmm. I would go, then Tyler would go, and okay. we'd post a list on. Instagram, and then people would vote who had the better team. Oh, okay. We stopped doing it because Tyler won most of them. Down, what do you think that says about your... It just... I don't go... I go against the grain. I don't... Mm-hmm. I'm not a follower. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm proud that, you know, I, I had one win, I think, <laughs> out of five. Yeah. My, my self-worth is not tarnished. It's good, man. All right, so we have a, a few listener questions, topics, and then uh, we'll get into you guys unpacking TPE. Okay. Smoke ring dude, the other Tyler from Texas says, "Roy Tyler, sup." That's it. Roy Tyler. Hey, Roy Tyler, you ever think about squatting without a, a weight belt? It's good for your core. Oh. Got to go less wow. weight though. That's the thing. Shots fired. Uh, Tron, Romatron says he's back, baby. Where that's was a, it? I don't know. I th- I think that's at you, or is it? It's got to be for you, Mo. Tron, you got to oh. use. Don't use pronouns like that. What's the antecedent of he? We don't know. Um, wait, he, wait, what did he? What was the quote? He said he's back, baby. Oh, may, oh, maybe, yeah, it could be about me, I guess. Or I thought or I took it like he was back. Boys are back. Like he was back to, well, you know, I I, I smoked a cigar with Tron. He came down to Chicago a couple of weeks ago. We had a cigar together. Nice. Felt kind of bad. It was really cold outside. I told him that somebody was towing his Jeep. And so he started, to, he was about to go up the stairs and go outside to, to look <laughs> and see. And I stopped him because I didn't want to send him out in the cold. Felt kind of bad about that. He was mad about that. He told me he was mad about that. Yeah, he was real fuming. It's kind of a mean thing to do. A little bit. No, that would have been if I let him go outside in the cold, but I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, NC679 says, should I send you another Yogi shirt? Uh, I could only handle so much, you know, deliciousness. I heard a rumor that when you wore that shirt, it was your biggest sales day of the show. Yeah, definitely. You wrote more orders that day than the previous other days. Yep, combined. Uh, Immediately after NC, got Yogi. Two questions, actually. Well, he says congrats to Mo on the sold-out anniversary cigar. Thank you, sir. And then he says, did Tyler have top bunk or bottom bunk? We shared a bunk. Yeah, we use the other. We use the top bunk for our our suit, our clothes. Yeah, <laughs> and all the cigars Tyler accumulated over the three days. Tyler, do you want to ask Brandon's? I didn't see it. Thing I said it. Okay, check. You texted it to me. Yeah, ICS International Cigar Society says how many extra towels uh, do you usually ask for? I guess it's for you, Mo, uh, when you stay at hotels while traveling. Zero. I try to reuse at least one towel twice. Usually about three day trips. So I try to use a towel more than once. And then, yeah, so I usually don't ask for extra. I try to be or conserve, do my part. Yeah, you can ask that question now. No, I'm not. Okay, because I think some of my students found the podcast. So I'm not. Oh, don't ask with them. Got to give it some time. Okay, so Brandon asked, did anything get us excited? (laughs) (laughs) And not in so many words. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the... Damn, this echo is awful. What makes your soldier stand to attention? Yeah, the... The the, Uh, the scene with the Connecticut Broadleaf pepper. What's that? Your your five-year anniversary cigar. Oh, yeah. Well, purse your percolator. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Excited for that. That cigar is awesome. Sucks that it's only going to be limited, but what are you going to do? No, like I, I said before, like on, I think it was the last time I was on. I, I just don't know how these guys could use Connecticut Broadleaf and keep a cigar under, you know, fifteen to twenty bucks. It's pretty crazy. Just use Pennsylvania color Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could do that. Mo, I'm I'm kind of upset at you because Mm -hmm. you're coming out with this sometime shortly and Skip's coming out, or I guess Romacraft is coming out with the Skip's Quinquagenario sometime soon. Yeah, but mine's like this month soon, like March. Okay, Tyler, can you confirm or deny that the Quinquagenario is coming out after this month? It's coming out. Oh, Oh man, it's coming out um, after the five year patina. Perfect. Okay, never mind. Everything's fine. Mo, I don't know if you know this, but we're not. Some people would call us a cigar podcast, but we're we're that, but we're a little bit more. Some people would call us a fashion podcast, lifestyle. Yeah, oh, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah we're actually we're actually a financing uh, savvy podcast. So I'm budgeting. And uh, Patina five years on my in my radar. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you. Tyler's trying to burn down the state of Texas at the moment. We're in a drought. 
So Tyler, is that a trash can fire that you got going on? No, it's one of those solo uh, stoves. You cook out of it? No, it's a fire pit. There's a lot of flurries flying around. Yeah, because I put a box in there. I'm not supposed to put a box. I'm not supposed to put anything above it. But yeah. I do what I want. Grown as a man. You read the instruction manual. Yeah, but I don't care. I do what I want. I told you that. Okay. All right, guys. How was uh the trade show? A lot of flurries. A lot of what? Oh, the the I call ashes. Them flurries. You don't call them flurries? They said, a, they said a lot of furries. No. Um, that too. Well, I better go. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought when he asked about the trade show, um, you know, TPE is always interesting, man, because like, just the collection of characters that you see uh, during the show. Obviously, when you have CBD and vape, and I, don't, I guess there's some sort of new mushroom-based thing that's taking over the world. I forgot what it's called. Tyler, do you remember what it's called? They had a booth not far from us. No, I don't. Dom, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. I've been hearing a lot about mushrooms, though. Is it like I, Joe Rogan takes a supplement with mushrooms? I don't know. But, um, so yeah, I mean, it's always interesting from that perspective. But I don't know, man. I know people were talking about how it was like amazing and this and that. I didn't think it was bad, but I, I felt last year was more busy, but maybe not. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I definitely thought last year was busier. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, it was. Uh, it seemed like there's a lot more, um, of the like the the other stuff, you know, because they changed yeah. the name from tobacco product, whatever expo, expo. to total product or some shit so they're trying to get like snacks and convenience store shit but it was crazy like how much deeper it was to get to the to get to the food in the back you had to go through millions of cbd and it's weird because they were relentless like you walk through there and they see me smoking a cigar they see me having a a badge that says manufacturer on it but they would still try to like give me shit i'm like look you're, you're sorry. You're wasting your time. And every booth, they would try to stop me. And I had to keep telling yeah. them, like, look, I have a girlfriend. I can't talk to you. Yeah, that's why they're stopping you. I mean, I assume. I don't think they're trying to sell me anything. I mean, definitely some stuff to be, you know, excited about. I mean, you know, um, Vlad is coming out with a couple cigars. Who's I think friends with all of us, which. Yep. No, it's pretty cool. Um, that uh, I'm trying to think. Cavalier re- released something new, but I did not get a chance to smoke it. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, it's always good to catch up with people that you don't really get to see that often. But I mean, in terms of retailer presence, I didn't. I got the feeling because when I originally talked to my brokers about people going, when I asked them like late last year, they were like, yeah, this person's going, this person's going, a lot of people are going. And then as we got closer to the show, it seemed like people started pulling out a little bit, but 
I don't know, man. I got done what I needed to get done. Maybe I just wasn't really paying enough attention. Not sure. And Tyler was with me pretty much the entire time, except, you know, he'd go float yes. around gathering intelligence and whatnot. <laughs> Tyler, yeah. do you smoke anything fun? Uh, I mean, uh, no. Uh, I brought most oh, did of you even get any other samples? I didn't get much. A lot of people were stingy. I got um, I got really? a bunch of Espinosa the ten year anniversaries. I got a few crown heads. Um, I got one from Enrique Sejas. In the three years I've been in the booth with him, this is the first time he ever offered me a cigar, which which was nice. Um, Crux gave me a, a, a one. Ian didn't give me one. I gave him one, but Ian didn't give me one. Foundation gave me a couple. Yeah, it was kind of a dry. I heard from Triple B, who works in my shop, that the Wise Blood by ATL was solid. That's made at Luciano's factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't smoked it. I just know. I don't, the, know, the, I don't know those guys. But... I've only smoked the one that was uh, for the small batch blind review, and that wasn't good. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that they have something good coming out. You know, hey. man, it's funny. I, yeah, go ahead. Shout out, Cigar Noise. Sorry, sponsor segment. Dave West doing all things small batch online. Uh, check out the website. Check out his uh, the blogs, interviews he does, blind reviews. Cigar Noise, Dave West. Cool guy. Also, shout out to our third sponsor, uh, Manscaped. Go to <laughs> manscaped.com and type in Cigar Noise Boys. And you'll save 10% off. Can you get in trouble for saying that someone's a sponsor if they're not a sponsor? They are a sponsor. Okay. I don't and know. We're also sponsored by stamp.com. What are the ones yeah. you always do in your podcast? NordVPN. Yeah, so Mo, what are your expectations going into um, like a, a smaller show like TPE on the, like on the other years you've been? God, this mic sounds yeah, worse. We, uh, first year was... Uh... 2020 so i really don't have many expectations to be honest. i never had expectations going into the show to be honest because and the reality look at you got to be realistic with yourself and i think um you know every person that sets up a booth believes uh wholeheartedly that their cigars are the best or else you wouldn't be you know you wouldn't be doing it right um And so, but I think you got to step back and be like, okay, you know, I call, I call myself a day two brand, right? Day one are for the big brands. Most retailers are spending the time trying to get the deals from the big guys before they either sell out or whatnot or at least try to get in line before things go on back order so you got to be understanding of that day two is typically when the smaller brands get their time to shine day three and and really get going um but my thing is man i i think a lot of retailers are slowing down especially compared to the last couple years right so if yeah. you were pro- if you were projecting things based on 2020, 2021, even 2022, you're obviously going to be in for a rude surprise come 2023. Yeah. And 
Um, so I think shops are being a little bit more careful with their money. Um, and quite frankly, they should be. Um, and so I think that's going to also continue to PCA and the rest of 2023. So you want to try to be fast. Like I try to get most of my TPE stuff done before the show even. Yeah. Like just get as many orders as I can before the show, before guys are like, oh, you know, I spent my budget and I don't want to whatever. So that's kind of what I try to do. Yeah, then that's a tough thing too is seeing like if they were going to order regardless of them coming to the sh- you being there or not, you know, so it's yeah. like, we're going to get those orders or not. So, um, I mean, but I think it's just a good way to, like, I think you said, just, uh, when you're coming, when you're coming back and, you know, just being, being visible that you're here to stay. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I love going to them. I, it's a good, um, way to see everybody. And, uh, uh, especially now that I don't like work retail or I'm not very, I don't do social media as much as I used to. Um, it's, uh, I guess you got a girlfriend now. Yeah. Uh, busy. And, uh, <laughs> so we went to Hibachi one night. That was fun. Benny yeah. mm-hmm. And that's all I have. What was the, yeah, uh, man, it's pretty, pretty low key. Yeah. You know, I like that. And I think that if I always ask myself, do people want to party because they feel like that's what they should be doing? Or do they do it because they genuinely enjoy it? And I don't know the answer to that, but what I could tell you is it is amazing how many people will like hang out with us like afterwards and just chill and like find a quiet spot, have a cigar and have good conversation and be like, yeah, I don't know why I don't do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess my thing would be for anybody that does go to the show, like you don't have to act the fool just to feel like you're fitting in. It's perfectly cool to be like, do your own thing and just chill with people that you enjoy talking to and that you could actually have a conversation with in a, environment that isn't super loud and obnoxious yeah that's what like going into it like i mean i, I wouldn't say we saw each other at time when lived in wisconsin but it was more frequent than it is now so um yeah it's like i like because we would most people stayed at the sahara most mm-hmm. people smoked there but we would smoke at um the hilton resorts i think like a lot of people were staying there like we saw James Brown there every night. Um, Charlie Monado, we saw a lot there. Um, a couple other shop owners there. So it was a, it was chill, and you could sit down like like at the Circle Bar at the Venetian, and then the Cash Bar at Sahara. You could never sit down. It's like I'm fat. I need to sit down. I can't stand for four hours. I might start bringing my own chairs to the casino. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's a beautiful night. It's probably 70 degrees out. I got my, my new fire pit going. I burned some old cigar boxes and some garbage. Dude, I saw on eBay somebody trying to sell patina boxes. Empty? Yeah, that was me. Huh? Is empty boxes me. or 
shops. On eBay, yeah. Yeah, you signed them. No, I didn't. No, I'm kidding. They're asking like 10 bucks for them. I thought that was hilarious. Were they the old like, style or new style? No, new style. I wonder if like people go to cigar shops, buy them for a dollar or even get them for free and then turn around on eBay like, oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an art teacher. And then they take them and just put them on eBay or whatever, Etsy, and try to sell them, make money. Dude, they're always hustling, man. Mm-hmm. I, and I would try to ask them, like, oh, what school is this for? And, and they're like, oh, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I'm glad you're starting the kids off early. And then they do like yeah. an <laughs> I'm still, there's, there's money to be made there if you can find a purpose and a way to collect from lounges, the empty boxes. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, if you got like, if you got certain, I bet Byron, Atabay boxes, stuff like that, you know, or actual, uh, like Davidoff gear of stuff like that. People absolutely want that stuff. Um, yeah, but a regular production patina box, I can't imagine, uh, is going to excite anybody. Uh, or any really regular production stuff uh, from anybody. Plant some seeds in some empty boxes this What's weekend, that? last week. I'm getting ready to start my garden, so I planted some seeds. Nice. Some boxes. Yeah, nice. Just drilled a hole through the bottom. Which actually, some of the boxes you can't really drill through. The wood just splinters. Mm-hmm. Didn't think about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um... Mo, you were one of the last to uh, bump up your prices. Yeah. During that wave, I feel like we're mm-hmm. getting into the second wave now with price increases. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's still best to kind of hold off, or do you want to be the first person to raise prices? Know, so, is- man, dude, that that is such a great question. First and foremost, I was wrong. Okay. Um, I thought, like, first of all, my my costs went up significantly mm. between box costs, distribution costs, tobacco costs, all of that. So I said, okay, I'm not going to raise prices and hopefully I'll get rewarded by the retailers or consumers and say, hey, man, when everybody else was raising, this guy didn't. I was completely wrong on that. Nobody gave a shit. It didn't help me at all. And finally, after PCA, I raised the Connecticut and Habano 2%. I didn't even touch the other things. And I haven't done a price increase since, right? And in reality, I probably need to, but I'm going to try to ride it out. Um, because, you know, we're in this for the long term, right? So uh, I'll continue to eat it whatnot for now or as long as I could anyway but yeah I mean the reality of the situation is man is even even if you're vertically integrated you could absorb some costs better but they also have a lot more overhead so like if you're if you're on a factory level um, you have all that labor and labor is getting more expensive especially as labor is harder to find Um, you know so there's that aspect. Um, but yeah, when you're not growing your own tobacco and you're relying on the factory and all of that, obviously your costs are going to be higher. Um, 
but yeah, it's just, it, it's tough, man. I mean, I know, I know the consumer is getting it pretty good because everyone is raising prices. Even if it's a few cents at a time, if it's every year, it starts to add up, but costs definitely have gone up. So don't let anybody tell you otherwise because they absolutely have insignificantly, you know, not just a little bit. Um, the other thing I would say is I think a lot of brands, and I think I talked about this the last time I was on with you guys, but you know, we got to be really careful to not price ourselves out of humidors either. Um, if you're not established or you're an expendable brand out of a humidor, you could easily price yourself out and people will be like, yeah, it's too much now. Right. Yeah. I, um, it came out a few weeks ago, but, uh, Paustania had a huge increase, but they also hadn't increased in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to ask them what they think about that too. Yeah, dude. It's if they would have like done things gotta, differently. I think it's tough too, because you are trying to be profitable, but also not price yourself out. And um, the reality is, I still sold more cigars last year than I did any other year. So the 2% really was absorbed pretty easily. And again, that worked out to a few cents. It wasn't like hugely that much of a difference, but. Like, like Davidoff's raise. Yeah, no, it's nothing like that, but. um, Yeah, it's definitely a battle out there, man. Speaking of selling more cigars last year. I see. Maybe it's just that you're reposting them more often, but I'm seeing a lot of accounts I had never heard of on Instagram smoking patina, which is cool to see. Yeah, man, for sure. Like it's becoming like, look, it's weird how this stuff happens. And you guys have, all three of us have worked in shops, right? So not only do you have to get the retailer to bring it in, you have to get acceptance by their customers. And then the culture of the shop has to support your brand being smoked as acceptable. And I know that sounds crazy on the surface, but follow me here, right? How many times do you go into a shop and people will smoke a certain brand because they think, oh yeah, I, this guy smokes it, this guy smokes it. It's, it's cool to smoke it. Like each shop has thought leaders. I don't care where you are in the country. Every shop has thought leaders. And so it's like, you have like this multi-step process to really get acceptance in the shop. Now, if the manager or owner smokes it a lot, that definitely helps quicken that process. But otherwise, like there has to be a vibe around your brand. And I think that, you know, slowly we're kind of building that. And that's a lot of it is thanks to you guys and like the OGs that have been with Patina for a long time, always kind of like, Hey man, it's okay to smoke this. These are good cigars. You, you're not a, you're not a, as Tyler would say, you're not a square if you smoke Patina. Um, so I think like that's a big part of it, whether we want to admit it or not is like acceptance of, yes, this is an okay brand to smoke. People do respect it. It is a indication that you know cigars. 
And I think that's big for people. Yeah, I, was, I shared with Mo that uh, this guy I worked with in Denver, he sent me a, a message. He's like, hey, I, I finally uh, tried one of those cigars you're always smoking. So it's nice to know that, like, people see what you smoke and they'll, they'll give it a, a shot. Because I, I usually don't post. Like, now I don't. I smoke a ton still, but I don't post, like, my stories all the time. Uh, usually if I'm smoking a patina, which I haven't posted in a couple of days, but I've been doing the patina reboost on my way to work every morning. It's a great way to start your morning. But um, it's uh, I've been usually just posting Roman crafts and patina uh, on my stories, but, but it's 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 kind of nice to see that social media that people still kind of use it or like pay attention, like people who I don't really talk to that much on daily. Like I'll see him at the trade show and they'll be like. Hey man, you know, I don't comment. Like, even Matt Booth, like, mm-hmm. um, I always thought he was a cool dude. We got to hang out a little bit in Wisconsin. And then, like, he would randomly call me, hey, how's the brand doing? What are you smoking? Oh, you're not smoking my cigar. You suck. You know, but, like, for him to say, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. See, you seem really happy now. And, and, uh, he said something like, just watching you grow into yourself. Like, it's cool, like, that people, like care. That's what I like about the cigar industry. The people like care, and then they they'll they may not comment, but they they'll hand some of your plans over here. But that they uh, they still see what you're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And then uh, I don't know. But it, that's like what the cool thing about the cigar industry, man, is like like uh, take any other hobby or anything like you purchase. Like how often can you talk to the owner of that brand like like mo like i mean you have your own fucking cigar brand you know and, and you come on the pod whenever all the time whenever we ask you have no problem hopping on but it's like what other product can you do that like i love monster energy drink i'm never gonna get the owner of monster on this podcast or i love uh qdoba i'm not gonna have the owner of qdoba come on you know that's the cool thing or even like if you think of something like uh, liquor or like I mean, maybe you could get, like, a small-time brewery, like some of those hip ones. Probably not, but that's that's the cool thing about the cigar uh, cigar industry, you know. And that's what makes yeah. it so interesting about the STG is how the only thing they care about are the profit and making money for their investors, the people who – stockholders. And it's like they don't – the cigar is secondary, they don't, it's mm-hmm. what can I make for the cheapest? What, you know, we have this tobacco, we got to use it. Let's put it, it's not like, it's, it takes away the, the craft part of cigars, you know, when it's just a big machine and their, their, their goal is just, they want to be the number one profit machine in the cigar industry. So they're buying, they're opening up shops and they're competing, they're competing against B&M's. And they're buying every cigar company, and they're, they're cutting out the middleman. They have all these factories, and it's like, but yet still, people are still ordering their stuff over and over again, even though they're opening up shops in the same town. They're discounting their stuff online. They're buying every smaller brand. It's just, uh, eventually, everything's going to be, it's going to be like the airlines. It's, you're going to have five choices. You're, you're going to buy, you know, like, 
like I was watching Dave Garofalo and uh, their podcast and did their uh, predictions, and they had predicted that Alec Bradley would be sold to uh, STG before they announced it. But their next thing is they're thinking that Davidoff will be sold next because Davidoff is opening up shops and they're going more direct to consumer, and then all their stuff is getting really, really expensive. Uh, the new Avo. I think he's almost 20 bucks. Um, fuck, even what they did with the Camacho. When has Camacho ever been a $25 cigar? Those Liberties are 22 to $25 now. Um, so I could see them being sold. And then it's it's just it's just crazy to think about it. You know, the small industry. And you got these big, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, Spotted, well, they were sold to a big company, but a small brewery competing against Miller Lite. Like, how do you how do you compete? Compete? I guess you just this slowly. I guess I don't know. It's a it's it's just weird. It had me thinking a lot. That whole Alec Bradley thing. Well, that was depressing. But if I'm, Alec, if I'm, them, I'm taking that. I'm taking the seventy two million. <laughs> how can you not? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, for sure. Um, I think, man, like you got to figure out your path. Like everybody has their way of trying to build their business. Um, you know, for a lot of smaller brands recently, it's been coming out with limited editions, right? So, so that's a quick cash infusion. You move stuff. People like having limited things or hard to get things. Um, but the question becomes, you know, how long could you keep that up until there's consumer fatigue? And I think, not completely, but I think there's definitely starting to set in some consumer fatigue around limited editions, particularly if it's from, you know, certain brands that keep coming out with them, right? Or certain outfits, whatever. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting to watch too, is like, I think you have to have a strong core line that moves uh, in and of itself to really survive. Yeah, you know, I think that was with uh, Ezra Zion way back in the day. Mm-hmm. They had limiteds, and some of them were super good. Mm-hmm. But then, I think it was like maybe two five packs weren't great, and I kind of just started not to buy them when they would pop up every week. <laughs> right. So once there's inconsistency with those limiteds. I think you look at you view that uh, the whole brand is being inconsistent. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And the reality is, guys, is like there aren't many bad cigars on the market that you would, you know. There's a lot of really, really good cigars on the market, and then it just comes down to personal preference. I mean, really, that's what it is. I mean, have you read Small Batch Blind Reviews? We kind of tear into some. <laughs> No, I know. No, I know. And the hard thing about the blind reviews is this. You get one cigar of it, right? And that, you know, that is, that's tough. Um, But, like, I don't know if you guys saw Boveda, Rob, and Nate did that uh, episode last week or the week before, like, can you taste quality? And they blind smoked five different cigars and tried to figure out 
which one was the $4 one, which one was the $12 one, which one was the $18 one, and which one was the $35 one. Did you guys yeah. see that? No, no I didn't. I didn't. Um, great episode, and, and actually Rob from Bovida got a spot on. Um, and at the end of the day, man, I think when the, the only thing you could really ask for is when somebody smokes your cigar, they're like, okay, this is quality stuff. Like, th- this is good tobacco. There is there's something to this it's not just you know there, there's a there's a an art to it it's not just like somebody grabs something off a shelf and put a band on it um that's really all you want to because other than that man it's all about someone's personal preference really yes he Ozhead's new podcast which one with uh tim ozgener and crown heads they they started a podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have you listened to it? No. No. Um, Have you? No, I just first I'm hearing about it. Yeah, me too. I've heard about it. Yeah, they do video. Mm-hmm. So it must be on YouTube, I assume. Hey, it I mean, hey, or Huber. Do you know anything about it? Who's who's on it? It's John Huber and Tim Ostrander. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's two heavy hitters, man. And those guys are smart, dude. Like, when we were doing Sultans consistently, like, you definitely saw a difference. I mean, it helps. You're out, you're out there, you're talking to people, you're answering people's questions, you make yourself accessible. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, li- literally in the last two months, I've gotten into two shops in the DFW area because those guys were uh, longtime uh, Sultans listeners. And they happen to have connections within the shop. I, uh, El Dandy Cubano was one of them. You guys know him on Instagram. He's, yeah. uh, oh, he's a great dude. Great dude. Um, I don't know if he listens. I think he listens, but he's a, he's a oh, great dude. Phenomenal. You know, and then uh, my boy Simba Rashad. That's his Instagram, I think. Um, he's another guy, works at a shop down in Dallas. You know, finally got him. So there's connect, like as small brands, we need to build connections with people. They either have to identify with something about us that they can vibe with or with the brand. Um, to answer your question, Dom, going back to the how do you compete stuff, right? And that's a part of it too, man, is connecting with people and, and being genuine. Because people, look, most people could see bullshit and they could sniff it a mile away, right? I can't because so gotta, I'm, I'm a hater. So I can... Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, you, you got to be authentic, man, because being full of shit only lasts you so long. Um, uh, what, so what two shops in DFW? It's Grapevine. It's the one of El Daniel. Simba, yeah. which one? Simba is uh, Addison. Addison cigar. In terms of identifying with a cigar brand, mm-hmm. as much as Tyler and I disagree on things, that's mm-hmm. kind of why we started talking in terms of not like dating, but podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We met. We met at the Roma Craft after party. Yeah. At the trade show the next year. Uh, you invited me to dinner at the trade show, and there's Tyler, and I'm just like, I met that guy last year at Romacraft. Oh, that's so, right, went to Carson Kitchen. Work. Yeah, so 
we yeah, connected right. over a love of Romancraft and Patina. Yeah, man. You know, I think it's weird. Like, <laughs> Romacraft has done one really one of the best jobs of of any brand in the last decade. And the only reason I say the last decade is because Tatawahe and, and uh, Drew Estate were before that. But if you want to include them, they're in that too. Um, but I mean, really cultivating a following and, and, and people that rally around the brand and, and kind of build like a some sort of brotherhood around it and whatnot. Like they, like hats off to Skip and, and Mike and, and those guys for doing that. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Well, off, off of that, kind of side tracking a bit, Room 101 had that. Yeah, Room 101, absolutely. I don't yeah. think Alec Bradley Shadow Armor. did or does. And, so it'll be interesting and, and yeah, to see. I, I apologize if Matt Booth listens. Yes, he did an amazing job at that as well. But no, I don't feel like Alec Bradley necessarily had that or has that. No. But who then knows? Again, Alec Bradley everywhere. was bigger. Alec Bradley is bigger than all of those. You know, they've been True. around longer. Um, so. So what are the, so I'm in, I'm well into my 30s now. I'm 34. Dom, are you just, how old are you, Dom? 29. 29. So you work in the shop and, and Mo, you visit a lot of shops. What are the younger generation smoking? And are there a lot of people in their 20s smoking? Because even when I worked in a shop, I was like the only one who was in their 20s. And then I got to know Tron and then a couple other people. But mostly it was guys in their 40s, late 30s, 40s, 50s. You know, uh, what's your typical customer? Like, or I'm just worried about the next generation of smokers. And I wonder what they're smoking. Because I know when I worked at Lake Country and there was somebody who was 21 or 22, they would come in here and they, they grab their Romeos or their Monte Cristos. And I'd say, oh, I get those they, That's all they know. Yeah. <laughs> are you getting those for your grandpa? And they're like, uh, no, they're for us. I'm like, well, why are you smoking grandpa cigars? Let me show you some like but like yeah. I don't know like are the brands I like and I'm not just talking about Roma Craft Patina, you know, it's like like the smaller brands, are those like I wonder what the next generation of like because there hasn't been a ton of new brands. It's you know, All Saints, West Tampa. That Sherman, kind of. I mean, it's a not really, but uh, Ferry like Otego, you mean? Ferio, yeah, like Ferio Otego. Like, what are there people in their twenties who are nerding out with cigars? Like, like I did. Like Dom, you never really nerded out, but you're in it a lot. Relax. Like, are there are there still <laughs> cigar nerds? You know what I'm saying? Like, and where are the cigar nerds? Uh, well, speak? well, we're 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 past. Well, I am. Maybe not you guys so much. But I'm past that age of nerding out on cigars. Dom would probably be more, Tyler. You're probably towards the tail end of that. Yeah, Dom, for sure. you're right in the thick of it. Um, but Tyler, to answer your question, I always tell people that you know brands like Patina or whatever, uh, Roma, you know, um, Foundation. Not not to say I'm on that level. I'm just throwing out brands that like those could be the Romeo of tomorrow. Yeah. And the only reason those younger guys are coming in there and buying it is because they don't want it like the big, the legacy brands, because they don't want to sound stupid. Like they don't know what they're talking about. So they're like, let me just stick to what I've heard of before. Cause they're going to think that I know what I'm talking about. That's what yeah. that is. 
And but I think most people start smoking cigars late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just curious to see because these okay, there's a problem right now on the brick and mortar side of things is um these shops can't get away with paying people ten bucks an hour anymore. Yep. And give them a shitty discount because cigars have gotten so high. How can you pay somebody twelve bucks an hour, ten bucks an hour when most cigars are fifteen or twelve to eighteen dollars now? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me I gotta work one whole hour to afford to smoke a cigar? And right. not only that with COVID, a lot of people got lazy. Um and they expect the cigars to sell themselves and mm-hmm. they don't want to go back to hand selling stuff. I worked at a shop at, at Lake Country where we went in the humidor with every customer. We talked to every mm-hmm. customer. Uh, Smokers Abbey here in Austin does a great job of going in the humidor mm-hmm. with everybody. So yep. I'm just curious to see. I'm just curious to see what happens with. I don't think shops are really creating new smokers or are ter- taking a guy like me who would come in once a week to a shop yep. and turning him into a five a day habit you know or mm-hmm. you know yeah so i'm just really curious to see what with the future and how do we i mean there's still shops that do it like when i left um lake country like my babies were foundation and romacraft and you know what they're doing better now than when i was there mm-hmm. so that makes me happy that the brands i believed in are still doing well, but it's like, I wonder like what happens if Tron or, or Josh and Alex, if they leave Lake country, like mm-hmm. I, I think Patina and Roma craft will still do well because people have been smoking them, but like, I don't, I'm just curious to see what happened. I don't know. Yeah. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Not a lot of 20 year olds come into the shop. Okay. And usually when they do, it's, the Grandpa Cigars or Fuente. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brands they've heard of. Yeah, Because I some, think a lot of the, the young, they're not on Instagram either. They're not on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll have these new hires. They they get hired at, um, at the airport. And then they'll make a Facebook just to be on the trade board so they can give away shifts and pick up shifts. But they don't, like, post like I do, you know. Yeah. So I wonder how you get... Like how they like for me, what really got me into cigars was Instagram. Was seeing um, bands and brands and stuff that I haven't seen before, and then going to shops, and seeking it out, going driving to Chicago, yeah. to, um, and then uh, well, yeah, yeah, you have a couple things working against you now. Like Instagram, there's almost zero doubt that they're trying to suppress anything like cigar related, right? Yeah. Like they don't really want that stuff to be prominent. Um, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I think in general, younger people don't really do Facebook. I think it's all about TikTok and Snapchat and, you know, um, Instagram to some extent. But uh, it's definitely getting harder, man, for those to find an outlet where you could really like show off the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. And have it reach a, a large number of people. Yeah, I think I still think TikTok hasn't been. I wonder if people will use that. You know, 
Um, they're starting to more, for sure. It's funny. I have one, and I posted a couple of videos. One of them was, and my, my TikTok's, like, private, so I have, like, mm-hmm. four followers or some shit. And I yeah. posted this video of, uh, um, fuck, it was, uh, it was trying to guess my age, and it guessed 22 or whatever. So I posted like on my story and one of my guys at work screenshotted it and sent it in our group chat. And then the whole group chat just started roasting me that I'm on TikTok <laughs> making that story. Like I'm bored at work. I smoke a cigar. It guessed my age. It guessed that I was 12 years younger than I was. So I thought it was funny and I posted it. But here I am getting roasted for posting on TikTok. Yeah. Hey, speaking of TikTok, Tyler, that one time you almost drowned in Nicaragua. Uh, I knew we were going to do a podcast about it. So I was going to record a video for Instagram dancing to a song about the ocean. It's the song I used for that pod, uh, that podcast. And then I realized it looked like a TikTok dance. And then I thought it probably would have been insensitive. So I just deleted it. It was oh, really bad. It would have been funny. Uh, I'm glad I didn't post it. It's oh, I'll tell you a funny story. So when early on when me and Alyssa were dating, um, she would send me TikToks, and I didn't, I never had it. I was so I was against it. It was funny. I would just watch reels, and it was of TikToks from two weeks ago, whatever. So I download the app, and what I didn't know was, I think I used to have a Musically account, and I would like lip sync and like just fucking like fuck around. And all those videos populated on my fucking TikTok. And they were super fucking cringe. And she saw all those videos and I deleted them all. But they were like embarrassing. I could not believe those videos were still yeah. out so embarrassed. They were the most, there were like 12 videos of me like fucking around in a cigar shop singing a song and me at work singing a song. I'm like, this is fucking embarrassing. I'm surprised she didn't block me. Right. Moved in yet? Yeah, she's been. She moved in when I moved in. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Her uh, lease was a little longer. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah so her yeah. lease uh, isn't up for a while. But um, yeah, so it's going good. And then uh, I was going to say, fuck. Oh, Mo. So yeah. since you guys aren't doing the Sultans much, you should come on the on the podcast a lot more. I'm I'm down, man. We'll do it. Cool. How's Drew doing? Drew's good. Nice. He's good. Figuring it out. I think we might actually try to go this Thursday. So um, sure. I know he mentioned uh, trying to go this Thursday, but uh, I I really don't want to give it up because I mean, outside of some of the bigger podcasts that have been around for a long time. We really were kind of one of the first, yeah, to uh, to do a cigar podcast. I mean, shit, it's almost been ten years. Um, it's crazy. So yeah, how many episodes have um, you guys done? I don't even know, man. Uh, we've had so much break, so many breaks. I mean, when I first started Patina, we took a long break, and then, um, but you know, some of the best episodes actually were from the first ones when we first added Dave. Dude, Dave those were great. Just, Dave is just fantastic. Um, that guy is crazy in a really good way. And um, you know, and then we went through the 
you know, when we got Kyle on, which is great. And then Danny uh, for a while, Danny was the fourth. And then, then I went back to just me, Drew and Kyle. So I was trying to explain to my wife that we're having you on and that you're part of another podcast. And it got really confusing because mm-hmm. I said, oh yeah, this podcast has Rich and I do blind reviews with Rich. And then right, I used right. to have Danny like and Tyler works yeah. with the company that Danny used to work. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, all intermediate. Yeah, it's such a small uh, yeah. little industry. Uh, the hot ticket guys—they're still doing like viral videos on YouTube or Instagram. Looks like. Yeah, but my understanding is everything else is pretty much done. It's been a while. Uh, do you guys yeah. know when their first episode came out? Of their podcast, no. Mm-mm. April eighteenth, twenty seventeen. Oh wow! And then, uh, PPE or the lounge experience? I mean, oh, I have no yeah, clue. TLE. No, they're not around anymore. I don't think. Um. Yeah, pretty wild. Maybe inconsistency is the key, Tyler. We miss a week, mm-hmm. but uh, we're better off for it. Well, we feel like coming well, back the next week. I don't know if it was BDP or Hustler. They were saying how inconsistent we are. It's like, okay, look, if I had a studio at my job, I would do it every week. Like, if or if you lived here, we could do it every week. But like, we both work full time jobs. You have a part time job. We're you're married now. You know, it's like it's just if something comes up, you know, we you know it was Valentine's Day, and then I was in Vegas. So, I mean, I believe me, I want to be consistent and especially because we have um tens of listeners so i i want to <laughs> make sure we keep them yeah uh, but between between sultans and cigar noise boys we almost hit 500 listeners probably for the whole and, year and, most, yeah. and, and, and how many of those and how many of those are unique probably a lot less there's probably well, so much crossover well I'll i was you what the, i always got excited go. by uh when I'm looking up the analytics and it shows the countries where mm-hmm. people are listening from, well, that's probably just a, a VPN and it's just shooting the yeah. thing. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It could be a, it's like someone in Argentina is listening to us. That's awesome. Yeah. It's probably somebody in like Argentina, Texas. <laughs> well, it's, uh, <laughs> Oh, this is funny. So we had Alex on who works for Romacraft now in, in Esteli. And uh, I told Skip, like, oh, hey, we had him on. And then uh, Skip's like, oh, I haven't listened to it yet. And then uh, so he played it. And I had to sit there and listen to us for an hour. And I'm like, I forget what I say on this thing. So I'm like, did I say something stupid? Did I? Luckily, I didn't. Um, But Skip's like, you should have asked Alex what his what his daily like schedule is, you know. Yeah. So, but it was good to listen to a podcast so I can kind of take notes and, um, yeah. like Alyssa's been listening to them all too, and yeah. she gave me some critiques. She's uh, she said what a lot of people say is I'm too mean to Dom, which is true, and then she says like Dom will make a joke and it's funny, but I I have no reaction and it's like, <laughs> she's like they're funny. Why aren't you laugh? Like you're making it really awkward. I'm like I know I, I'm like. I some, yeah, I gotta work on that. <laughs> it's actually fucking laughing. Thank you, and, Yeah, and I I do enjoy doing these, and uh, 
I know, like, somebody, I think, wrote, like, hey, I think it's time to give it up. You seem really fucking <laughs> horny. I'm like, well, it's it, dude. Yeah, I had a stressful few months with the house, and I had a, a plumbing scare, and I was nervous, and, but. Yeah, but Cole, we just figured out your plumbing scare. Copenhagen and pre-workout, or uh, sea salt, water, and lemon. Yeah. Or whatever. What was the other yeah. ingredient, though? Uh, that's it. Uh, Three. Dom is a funny fucker. We're gonna, you know what? We need to get Dom talking more. That's gonna be the goal, Tyler. Yeah. Just wait till I get this poop out of me. Just you wait. Actually, well, well, just 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 for curiosity's sake, how long was when was the last time you were able to relieve yourself? I've had like a movement and a golf ball since. Last Monday, so it's like a weekend a day. Holy shit, dude! dude. Take that. No pun intended. <laughs> take that nitrate, man. My God, no, I have I have one of those Tyler on deck. That's emergencies, though. How well, are you even functioning? It's I don't know. It's a Rose what, family. What's I think. Your, oh, okay. I was gonna say, is there something dietary? No, I eat good food. That's the problem. I forgot what that Dom made. You know what? Maybe it, it is. was so good. What'd you, you make you for me? Eat. Dude, I made you omelets you gotta, every morning. Those are good. You got to eat some crap every once in a while, man. Flush things out. I haven't done that for a while. I guarantee you. That can't you be the secret. To, dude, if you go to McDonald's right now and you <laughs> grab yourself a quarter pounder with cheese or something like that and some fries, yeah. you'll be on the toilet in about five minutes. Hey. Yeah. Greasy burger. Changing yeah. the, the subject now. Tyler, we've been yes. kind of nice to each other this month. It's February. It's a month of love. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Guess what tomorrow is? Pirate month, huh? You better believe it, buddy. I'm so excited. I'm going to bring out the rum next podcast. Oh, no. Are you going to threaten to beat me up and kill me? I never threaten to kill you. You threaten to do something to me. <laughs> yeah, punch you in the face. Oh okay. Well, I I deserve that. I deserve it. I I need to get my ass whooped. That will that will bring me down a notch. Well, I Tyler, I would never do that to you, but I want people to. I want to get so big that people look at me and they don't. There's no shadow of a doubt. Like that guy would beat up that guy with a hand behind his back. No, I'm big. I can fight though. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I need. I'm gonna get bigger on non pre workout. I'll Dom, ask Mo. Dom, I want to start working out. Yeah. What, what, Mo? No, I was saying you, you've been hitting the gym pretty hard or what? Not hard. I I do three times a week for 30 minutes. That's the time I have. Well, no, I get that. I mean, it's not about how much time you're in there. It's the intensity. Um, although, depending on how many reps you can get, but. I mix up my reps and sets. Here, here's my advice to both of you guys. As being the senior citizen on this fucking podcast, <laughs> um, take advantage. I mean, I don't really feel much different other than things hurt, but in terms of energy and all that, I'm still the same with a lot more stress than I did at your guys' age. <laughs> but I would take advantage of it, man, because here, here's my thing to you tomorrow is not guaranteed. And not even just like in terms of life and death, 
but also the ability to even go exercise. The ability to be active. You know, I think a lot of people take that for granted. And, you know, I remember during COVID, uh, when the gyms were closed and we couldn't go and, and stuff like that, I promised myself, I said, I will never, ever take a day of being able to go to the gym for granted. Yeah, that was bad. Ever again. You know, I won't let myself ever be lazy. And man, until this day, if I feel like if my body's not too sore, uh, uh, you know, to where like, that's not good, it's counterproductive. But if I'm feeling even remotely up to it, I go, period. And the way I eat, if I didn't go to the gym, I'd be about 400 pounds. So um, you can eat. That, that's my thing to you guys, man. Please do not take a day for granted. If you're able to go, and this is to anybody listening to, you know, whatever it is, take advantage of it because you never know. So And listen to Mo because I've he's given me a lot of good life advice, some of which I didn't listen to and I regretted it. Actually quite a bit. And I'm older now, I'm wiser, and I realized that Mo was right and I gotta listen to him more. Um but like even like I'm thinking about like well, life advice, but even like what you said about Peloton and fucking Tesla. You know, <laughs> yeah, I not remember. Only you, not only do you give good life advice, you you have good uh, finance advice too. That's what I'm saying. We're it a was, finance podcast. It, it was funny. Uh, I saw Rob from Bulbida, uh and I did an had done an interview with them at PCA. You know where they sit you down on their couch and all that, and he had asked me a question. He said, if I gave you $250,000 right now, what would you do with it? And I told him nothing. I would sit on cash. And he's like, he was like losing it. He's like, what, why this and that. And, you know, it was the economic picture was changing even last year. And so I was like, cash is going to be very important to have going into 2023, going into 2024. So, you know, you gotta be really careful. Um, so I saw him at TPE and he's like, hey man, your, your interview's almost up to be aired, you know, cause they've been editing and going through all of it. And I said, I, I want you to focus on that part when I told you that, cause that, you know what I mean? Cause he laughed at me when I said it. And, and anybody who knows Rob, he's a fantastic guy. Great dude, all, those, great beard. All, all those Bovida guys are just awesome dudes. So, um, you know, Nate and JP and, and Mike and all those guys. So, uh, but yeah, it was funny, man. Um, I think in, in just everybody, like, don't get caught up in the moment. Don't get caught up just what's in front of you. Understand all the different factors that could affect whatever it is that you're doing, you know, especially, uh, you know, if you have a business or, or even your work, your environment, uh, your work environment. So I don't know. I just, I always try to encourage people to learn as much as they can and, and not be so tunnel vision. Yeah. And like the, with me buying the house here is it actually worked out really well where I got a lot off the, what it went, what it was asking for in July and what it would have sold for last year at this time. But even like the interest rates, how they're going up and down, like yeah. they went up, they went up, right. up, 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 and then they went 
down a little bit and then I bought and then now they went right back up. So it's like I'm just yeah. hoping they go back down and I can refinance in two years. If not, I'll just start making an extra half a payment a month and try to pay it off as quick as I can. And then I I, I would it's going to be interesting. I think they're still going to raise interest rates a little bit more, but I think as you go into 2024, it's going to become a political thing. So if the economy really starts to slow down by the end of this year, I think they could reverse course and maybe at least keep them constant, if not cut a little bit, because I don't think they're going to want to mess with election type stuff because people will vote with, you know, their wallets and, and based on the economic structure. So, so do you think Just we'll have a Republican today. or a Democrat as our next president? I have no idea on that. I just know that typically they don't like to fuck around too much during election years. So, yeah, it's frustrating okay. to see my 401k sit the same. It's like, oh, come on, I've been putting in so much. You'll be fine. Yeah. You gotta, you know, anyway. Yeah, I got 30 more That's a different podcast. Um, But yeah, I gotta, speaking of, I gotta get to the gym. So. Yeah, I'm gonna start, I think I'm starting Monday. It just sounds funny, but uh, I started a new schedule. So um, it starts on uh, Sunday, technically. So I had this stupid schedule where I did 5 a.m. starts. I had Wednesday, Thursday off. Now I'm going back to Saturday, Sunday, 7.45 a.m. to 4.15. So I'm going to try to get to the gym before work. Because I've been getting like four hours of sleep, and it's been awful. But I'll go to bed at like 11.30 and get up at 3.30. It's awful. It's no good. Um, yeah, and then, uh, oh, you know what I did too? I'm going to the dentist for the first time in years on Monday. Good. Yeah. Got to keep up on that, man. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous, but. Put you on my prayer list. Do what? I'll put you on my prayer list. Yeah, please. <laughs> do you do you Ooh. know the dentist? Is it like a meme dentist? I always have meme I never, dentists. I don't know. I just went on my insurance and I found one in the hip area. So hopefully he's a, he comes in wearing vans and, <laughs> and he's cool. As we're wrapping up, Mo, simple question: kilograms or pounds in the gym? Kilograms? Do you do okay. metric or the other one? <laughs> not, not Dom. I, I look at. I, I don't want to be an asshole, but why would I use kilograms? Thank. You. Okay, because I brought this up to Richie V Cut, and he goes and moves to Canada, and all of a sudden pounds are dumb. No one, no serious weightlifter uses yeah. pounds. Oh yeah, okay, but I'm not a serious weightlifter. He's a he's a literally he trains professionals, I believe, yeah. right? So that and because in international competition they use kilograms, not pounds. So that makes sense. Why Richie would say that, but for a couple of fucking schmucks like you and me. It's pounds. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Okay. Yeah, that right? He he pretty much, I, I believe he's a, he trains or he's a ther- physical therapist to guys that compete professionally, I think. I mean, I haven't scrolled through his Instagram, um, but he looks pretty yoked. Oh, no, dude, he, he is big. Yeah. Uh, V-Cuts is big dude. Um, 
but I, I don't know if he competes. I don't think he's posted anything about competing recently. I think no. he's running like a 5K or something, but I don't think oh no, Wi Fi. <gasps> it's showing. Are we reading? I got you. Okay. Huh? My Wi Fi glitched out. It's a lot better. Good job. Keep telling for... You got to you got to move out of those like fancy ass neighborhoods in California. Man. It's not a fancy neighborhood. Dom, how much did you rent? Twenty one hundred. Thank you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, I feel better about my mortgage. In Modesto, California. Not Modesto. San Jose. San Jose. San. Okay. So, I mean, geez, yeah, it's crazy. All right, gentlemen. All right. Rock and roll. Keep those cigars. Appreciate you guys. Bye. Yeah.